Hello, I'm Keith Yard. And I'm Kerwin Yard. And we are Father and Son of Star Wars Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. And congratulations on Lego Star Wars, Terrifying Tales. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Sure, no problem. And Keith will ask the first question. So this question is for both Mr. David and Mr. Ken. I'm a big fan of both Star Wars and Lego, and you've written and directed a number of Lego Star Wars shows. I expect you're fans of both. So which came first for you, the Legos or Star Wars itself? Uh, for me, it was definitely Star Wars. Um, then I think I got a Lego set maybe two years later. I was 10 when Star Wars first came out. So, um, you know, I'm like one of the original fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the things, Keith, I always tell people is that I'm a really bad ping pong player. And you may go, what does that have to do with my question? I will tell you, we owned a ping pong table. The reason I'm a lousy ping pong player is I never got to play because half of the ping pong table was covered with all my Star Wars figures and my Millennium Falcon, and the other half was covered with Legos. So <laughs> the fact that I get to play in this universe, literally play and figuratively play with both of those things is just little kid me keeps pinching himself going, really? Really? I get to do this? Um, it, it's just, it's, it's a dream come true. All right, wonderful. All right, my next question is for you, David. Yeah. You tell three tales in a story, and I want to talk about the last tale called The Wookiee's Paw. Sure. It's, a story that's, it's a story that's been told many times, as you know, but what you've done with this story is you created a fantastic Star Wars What If episode. Um, and it's, it's a retelling of the events that took place in A New Hope, and I was wondering if you could tell me, how was that story idea developed? Yeah, so we knew um, we knew we wanted to do one tale from each of the eras. So we wanted to do uh, the prequels and classic and um, the uh, sequel trilogy. And uh, that one actually came to me first. Uh, I'll be honest, that was the first story that occurred to me. Um, I remember hearing that story, hearing the monkey's paw told to me when I was like 12 at summer camp and it terrified me. Um, and I was just like, oh, this is such a classic Halloween ghost story. Um, so it started from there. And, and, you know, it's funny, you said it even prior to the Marvel What If series, you start with that question, what if? So what if Luke got the, the what we call the Wookiee's paw, what would he do? And it's just so fun to turn it on its head and do essentially what becomes a Twilight Zone story of what if Luke had gone bad? Um, and it even sort of wrote itself backwards. I just thought it would be funny that, you know, he goes to the Empire and he still ends up being the one to blow up the Death Star. Like he can't <laughs> run, cannot run away from destiny. You cannot run away from fate. So that one, sometimes they just come to you easily. And that one just sort of all sort of appeared out of almost magically and you know it's this funny thing with writing is you, you don't always know when 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 it's going to show up and sometimes it comes so easily you can't believe it, you know it wasn't there all the time and other times you struggle with it and then it comes together and you go why couldn't I figure that out three weeks ago so this one just I got lucky and it, it came together great and it was uh, it, it was a joy to write it was even more of a joy to watch Ken and his team bring it to life and just I was blown away by that Right, great. It's a great story because what it does, it changes the fate of one of the more popular characters. And like you said, what happened to the Death Star, you know, you're looking at what happened at the end of A New Hope in a different perspective. So I, I really thought it was brilliantly uh, written. So thank you very oh, thank much you. for that episode. Thank you. 
Thank you. It was also yeah. fun to your point. We, we also got to add this bonus of watching Leia lead the raid on the Death Star. Yes, yes. Fun. It was so cool to get to put her in that, Absolutely. In that spot. Yes, that was awesome. All right, thank you. So, Mr. Ken, most of the characters in Terrifying Tales are characters from the films and the Clone Wars TV series. But can you tell us more about some of the unfamiliar characters like Revala the Hutt, Dean, and Vinay? Well, I mean, uh, Vinay is obviously from Rogue One. Um, you know, and he's sort of like the storyteller through all of this thing. And he's sort of lying to everybody. Like, so, you know, uh, David, when he was like sort of putting together the script, I mean, he can speak to this too. Like, you know, they're, they're looking for like kind of a linchpin for all of that. And that's where he fit. Um, Dean, like really Dean is for you. Like he's, he's like our audience proxy. Like he's the, the one for, you know, our younger audience to relate to. Um, you know, he's sort of our everyman. All right, very good. I would even say, yeah, he's our he's our every kid too. I mean, our every I, kid, I, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I'm with you, Ken. Like Keith, he, he, he he's really for you. Like he's he's one of your ways in, and just you know, it's it's actually really sweet being on this father son podcast because even though Poe and Dean are not father son, they have a they develop a bond and a familiar relationship, and it was really fun to watch. Both our actors do it and then watch the that characterization come to life that relationship was just um it was really special it's very fun to do yeah and that's sort of the cool thing about these uh these stories is like i mean we're you know like uh, there's the the kind of the broader thing like our audience is kids um but you know we're all star wars fans so we're making stuff for people like us as well so like there's all the levels to it that you want to put in for different age groups and yeah it's that's kind of the joy of working on all of these things wonderful wonderful yeah, they're literally now, family specials oh sorry go ahead I was say, no no please no two, please continue two of you watching them together is the way you know i watch bad batch with and mandalorian with my daughters like it's sure it is, there's just that it's something everybody can enjoy and get something out of together and even you pull different pieces and that's really fun yes Thank you. Yes. Uh, you And David, you already touched on this, but let's talk about uh, some of the references of some of the, horror, of the other horror films we see in the episode. So um, you make reference to The Lost Boys, The Twilight Zone, The Shining, and you mentioned The Monkey's Paw. So I wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite horror film, TV series, or book? That's for both of you. Oh, a favorite horror film, TV series, or book? Well, I mean... The the Shining, both the book and the movie, are pretty fantastic. I, I really do, I, you know, I, I love reading Stephen King, and so I'm always happy. Um, do we, I say, you know, because it's written by Stephen King, you know, it's funny, Misery is not supernatural, but it's all about a writer dealing with writer's block and being tortured, so I certainly, I certainly relate. I get it. Uh, so that, that one is pretty special to me. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, yeah, like obviously Stephen King on the writing side, uh, Clive Barker. Um, I sort of went through a Clive Barker phase at one point in the nineties, I think. Um, and in terms, but in terms of like horror films, like I mean, I'm really a kid of like the eighties horror films. So like Lost Boys was a big one for me. Like when I was a teenager, I watched that a lot. I loved Poltergeist back, you know, then as well. 
And then in terms of like this particular project, I like went back and revisited Bram Stoker's Dracula. That was like, for me, like a big visual inspiration uh, for the way we art directed um, the look of uh, this initial. Very nice. nice. So Terrifying Tales, it is a fun episode to watch, but there's also a lesson that you're teaching us and it's without fear, you can't have courage. Can you tell us why that's such an important lesson? And that's for both you and Ken. David yeah, and Kate. I, again, as we were, yeah, as we were talking about, like I, I, that's a lesson I want my kids to understand. I think it really is important. Um, you know, we, we live in scary times. Certainly, the last year and a half have, have been difficult, to, which is the understatement of the week. Um, and so, I do think that's an important lesson to sort of to take in. It's like it is scary times. It's what do we do in the face of that fear? And and I think also adjacent to that, and we sort of saw it with Poe, is that it's okay to be scared. We all get scared. Even the coolest, bravest person you've ever known in your life, I guarantee you at some point they were scared. Um, and so when we honed in on that thematically, it just rang very true. Uh, and it was great to watch Dean understand that. It was also great to watch Poe understand that. Yeah, no, I mean, I would just echo all of that. I mean, you know, and just as a parent, like just sort of, you know, that that's a thing I hope my daughter is able to learn that if you can sort of like step aside from your fear, great things can happen. Absolutely, yes. It's a, a very important lesson for all ages to learn. Thank yeah, you for that. So this is the last question for Mr. Ken and Mr. David. There may be Star Wars fans who have may have never watched Lego Star Wars. What would you say to those fans to encourage them to watch Star Wars Terrified Tales? It's oh. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it it uh, is, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, no, you go ahead, David. Um, and no, no, you go, you go. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I can't really just, top. It's awesome. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, no, I mean, I like. I think the great thing about the Lego stuff is that you know because we're uh, playing in a broader universe than the canon universe, you know, we get to go places that you couldn't go otherwise in mainline Star Wars stuff. And so you get to explore stuff that like, you know, when I was a kid and my friends in the playground, we'd be talking about, you know, the films and like fantasizing about things. And you can kind of go to those places that, uh, you know, your head went to when you were a kid. And so I would sort of say to fans, like, you know, it's an opportunity to indulge in that, you know, in a way that's right there on screen. Yeah, I, I, and I would add, it's created by fans. There's not a person who works on this who isn't an enormous Star Wars fan. It really just becomes a game of who, who's the biggest and it's a fight <laughs> that'll never, um, no one can ever win. So hopefully that joy and that fandom and that excitement that we have from seeing Star Wars and having grown up on Star Wars um, comes through on this and that you get that enthusiasm and that joy and that fun. And, you know, when you get, when you get to Lego Star Wars, it's, you do get this sort of fun, whimsical um, view that uh, is just a little bit different, a little off the beaten path. So um, I hope a bunch of people watch it. I hope they, and I hope they dig it. Well, I agree. It is a, it was a very wonderful episode to see. And um, we can tell the love that you have for Star Wars and the love for Lego. So we thank you for this episode. And uh, David Shane and Ken Cunningham, we thank you for your time tonight. Oh, thank, thank you for having us. Super All right. fun. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Nice to meet you. Really Same nice here. to meet you guys. Take care. Bye.